Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your host, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you could follow us on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You could find us on everywhere you find your podcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. And you can also find us on Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling for your other, other great shows. Uh, Charmin, man, we got a great show today. We got an unbelievable guest. We are so fortunate. Um, whew, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited about this. Uh, <laughs> We got probably the greatest special teams coach of all time from the NFL. Um, guy who's coached for 31 years in the NFL. 32. Uh, 32. <laughs> excuse me. 32. No disrespect. Oh, I'm sorry. 32 years. The Colts, the okay. Dolphins, our beloved Jets, the Saints, the USFL for a year, right? You had college one for year, a bunch of years. Oh, anyway, welcome to the show, Mike Westhoff. Oh, thank you. Welcome, Thanks, Joe. guys. <laughs> thanks happy to, happy to do it with you yeah oh it's so great to hear you um this is so awesome your book is out uh figure it out can you can you give us a little bit about the book about what it's about uh yeah yeah I, it's actually done very well you know when you're when you're an independent small publisher like me you know you're not a big name guy then, then it's hard to get the number of books out that you'd like to um i've had Tremendous reviews. Uh, I think I'm about 85, 86 or so percent five-star reviews. So I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, you, we sold quite a few, but you can never sell what you hope to uh, because you're just small. I've got several people trying to trying to buy me out. Uh, and and I, may, I may go that route with a bigger publisher. I may look into that and some other things. But, you know, it's, it's just it's an ongoing process that you learn. Um, I really enjoy writing the book. It took me two years. I wrote it during the pandemic. It's kind of my story uh, dealing mostly mostly in the NFL, a little bit about college and so my background or some of that. Um, right. But most of it's about the NFL. And coming into the league in 1982 with the Baltimore Colts as a young coach, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, ending up, doing a particular job that, that I had never done. I, I didn't, I didn't apply for it or talk about it. I was coaching tight ends. Uh, actually I was a strength coach, which I was trying to get the hell out of. Uh, hmm. I was tight. I used to be an offensive line coach. I coached defense and here I'm coaching that. And uh, Frank Cush was our head coach and he was going to fire our special teams coach early because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. To tell you the truth. Uh, and, and I talked him out of firing him. And I said, look, don't, don't fire the guy. I said, he's working with the secondary. It's a lot for him. I said, I'll take it. I'll do it. Well, okay. Well, Mike, what are you going to do now? Because I'd never done it. I didn't know anything about it. And so, but what I found out in a hurry was that, that it was really pretty much just a part of the game that was just there. You know, it was divided up among the staffs. There were very few coordinators. There was zero, when I'm telling you, zero innovation. None. Everybody pretty much did the same thing. And they ran one or two returns and lined up and punted a certain way. There was not much to it. Right. But what I really learned is that there was zero regulation. You could try anything. 
<laughs> so I tried everything. <laughs> and I just, I came, I developed a philosophy. I thought, okay, now I'm going to coach kickoff coverage. All right, now that's defense. So now I'm a defensive coach. Well, I, I like to be aggressive and I want to blitz. Though our defensive coordinator then was a gentleman named Bud Carson. He was oh, one of the great, great NFL defensive coordinators of all time. Know that name. Yep. He'd been with the Steelers, with the, you know, the, the Steel Curtain defense with Joe Green and those guys. That was mm -hmm. Bud. So I went into his office and I said, Bud, I want to cover like you blitz. I said, teach me how to blitz. And he talked about creating an edge and all different things. So I, that's how I designed it. And I think it was the most intricate kickoff coverage that anyone in the league has ever done. So, and that's where I got it. Well, then now I'm going to run a kickoff return. So now I'm coaching offense. Well, I'm an offensive line coach. Hmm. So I said, okay, I want to create a power off tackle running play. So I double teamed. We trapped. We created a wall. The wedge was our kickout blocks. Da 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 da. And um, it was the best that was ever done. That's that simple. I talked to a guy on the phone yesterday talking about Devin Hester going in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And I said, look, I'm a I, I'm a fan, but I'm not terribly much of a fan of Devin Hester going in a Pro Bowl, to be honest with you. No disrespect. Wow. But um, first of all, they took all my stuff and ran it, so they had that. <laughs> I said, with the Jets, I didn't have Devin Hester, but I had five guys that, that equaled his numbers. That's right. Justin yeah. Miller, Leon Washington, Brad yeah. Smith, Joe McKnight. We all did. So we did the same thing as he did, only I didn't do it with one guy. I did it with five. Right. I said, so uh, – it worked. The scheme started to work. So I then, you know, tried, started to do everything. And then other coaches got involved and we all kind of did it. And um, we took a part of the game that had been obscure and took it to a point of prominence. Then when the rules came along and they changed a lot of it, with a lot of it was safety and some of it was necessary. Some of it was overdone. Uh, well, like Roger Goodell said on the cover of my book, Roger Goodell said, in the National Football League, Mike Westoff changed the game. I think I did that. And that's what the book's about. And it talks about these guys that took a part of the game to a point where it had never been and it'll never go again. And that's just the reality. Harsh reality, but the reality. So I'm proud that I was a part of that. And then I wrote the book, but I had a gentleman help me. And what he did, he didn't write any of it. I wrote every word. But he conducted the interviews. So you're hearing me tell the story and then you're going to hear Leon Washington tell it. Uh -huh. And I think that's really pretty cool. And uh -huh. I'm very proud of what we did. And I think it's a, and if people were going to read it. It's not just a football book. There's a lot of medical things there. There's a lot about New York. Um, of course, you know, I was with Don Shula for a long time. There's a lot about coach. That was pretty cool. And uh, I'm just proud of that. That's a, a really, really good sports book. And I've had, I was riding my bike tonight at home here in Florida. And I saw, I was, there was a woman out in her yard. She was kind of trying to, in the late process of putting her house together. And we talked for a few minutes and she told me that she had bought my book and read it. Hmm. I, I don't really know this woman. Right. She said, she said, I loved it. She said, I thought it would be a football book, but it's not. She said, it's about, so I felt it was pretty cool that some woman that I don't know, <laughs> told me how much she liked the book. I thought that was, that was, that made me feel very good. So, yeah, awesome. and I know I, I took a long time to answer your question. Sorry. No, no, but no, no, that's, that's perfect. Great. That's what it's about. That's what the book's about. Info right there. That's great. 
<laughs> now, there's some yeah. people that aren't going to be too happy because I was pretty tough. <laughs> I was pretty tough on it. I mean, Mike Tannenbaum won't be buying them for Christmas gifts. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah we, we doubt that. We, we totally understand. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's the reality. Okay. I, I, I did read an excerpt of your book and I, and you're right. It's not a, it's not that just a football book. And I read, of course, just a little bit, um, mostly of the big, of the beginning of your story. Oh, you um, read that? Parts of your, about your life, about yes. your family life. Right. And it was funny to me, the way you explained growing up with your siblings and your, the way you looked up to your father and the way you you basically described the, the way that you didn't really take after your father physically and you took more of your mother's side. That was that was kind of funny to me the way you explained it. <laughs> but I think I think that was the the honesty of it was what took me and, and took me by surprise. Because a lot of times when you read uh um biologies or people who write books, uh, books like that, it seems like it's kind of uh you know, they were kind of searching for the best story to tell instead of just telling the real story. Um, so I really commend you on being like that kind of honest. I, I, you know, the, for, the, you. for the most part, that's what we know you for anyway, as, as a coach for all those years. So uh, I really appreciated that. But um, I think as we have you here, um, especially around the time, this time in the NFL, I think the, 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 I want to take it to what's what happening right now. Um, can you bring us into a locker room like the Jets? What the Jets, what's happening right now with uh, an off season after a disappointing season like they had? Um, what is happening? What 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 is uh, Coach Salah struggling with? What is the front office struggling with? What is what is that like being there trying to figure out the next step in a situation where you know your team is so talented, but they they're missing. There's something missing. Uh, yeah. That, that, you bring up a good point. Actually, a very good thank you for what you said about the book. I appreciate you saying that. I think right now, I heard a thing that, that he said the other day, talked about this season being a failure. I think that is a very big mistake that he made. Mm. I don't think he should use that word with the players. This, this season was not a failure. Was it a disappointment? Yes, sure it was. Um, I predicted uh, that they'd be in the playoffs. And I'm going to stick with that because I think I was right. That football team is good enough to get in the playoffs. Good. I think they're good enough to get in the playoffs, to be honest with you, without a quarterback. Because I think that's where they are. Hmm. The thing you have to do right now, and I hope he did this, you go in after the season, you met yesterday, Monday, what day is today? Wednesday, you meet Monday or Tuesday. Get them all together. You go through things, you break them down. You, you, they take their exit physical and all that kind of stuff. You give them a basic schedule of what you're expecting in the offseason of when, you know, and, and, and just recap what took place, how hard they worked, the good things. Um, what I would do if it were me, and I would have had a film put together, not long, just a short film. It showed a couple clips of some of the things that they really did well. And I would let them know. I said, you see, this is the football team you can be. This mm. is who you can be. Now, the question is, what the hell are you going to do to get there? Because we're not quite there. That's what I would have done. But I want to see what you want to do. Anytime you deal with players in the NFL, and I learned this a lot in dealing with what the guys that I have. Uh, you got to treat them 
like they're going to a restaurant, see? And you got to have something on the menu that they like and they can do, they can eat. They like mm. it and who they are. You can't expect them to be something they're not. Mm. See, I did a study. Uh, I, I did a podcast oh, a month or couple, six weeks ago, maybe something like that. And they were asking me a lot about, uh, about Zach Wilson, the quarterback. So I had a guy and he, that, that, was, that, that had a film of his pro day, okay? In his pro day, he gave me the number of 80-some percent. I think that might have been high. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was probably 70-some percent. Of the passes that he threw during that pro day, he threw from out of the pocket. Mm. So you see, that tells me that that should be on his menu. Well, when, how many times did you see the Jets get him out of the pocket this year? Not, not very many. many. Thank you. It, I, it drove me crazy. Yeah. Get, this kid's not – he's my height. He's my height. I stood right next to him. I don't care what he says. I'm six <laughs> one. That's who he is. He's not – you know, he's not – you know, the big kid out of San Diego, 6'6". Six, six, uh, Allen's 6'5". Mm -hmm. you know, Marino was 6'5". This guy's six one. You, yes. Is he big enough? Sure he is. I mean, I was with Drew Brees. He's my height. He's the same height as me. Okay. But we got him out. Sean Payton got him out of the pocket once in a while. Mixed him mm -hmm. up. Move him around. The point is, you as a coach have to be able to present to your guys what they can do. And then you got to, then they've got to do it. Then the pressure's on them. But if you don't present that to them, if you don't put something on that menu that they like and they can do, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about something that's easy because it's just I used to do it with with, with roles on, on coverage. I could kick off coverage back when you used to be able to move people all around. Everybody had a specific role. I don't care where I lined you up. You had a role. But one thing for sure, you were damn good at that role. Mm. We, didn't, we didn't finish one, two or three. I was sick because we used to work <laughs> one, two or three. Right. That's yes. how good we were. And that's the reason why it was nothing more than I didn't perform any miracles. I just put them in positions where they could get it done. I wasn't asking them to do something that their abilities wouldn't allow. allow. Mm. Well, I hope that he presented something like that and let them know that, that, yeah, there was a lot of good things. It's not a failure, but it's a disappointment because we are a playoff football team. See right now, you can easily argue that the New York Jets are, without question, a playoff caliber defense. No doubt in my mind. I think yeah. that's play, playoff caliber. I was at the Miami game. I was personally there. Uh, to tell you the truth, I thought both defenses played pretty good. Yes. Both defenses. The Jets really got smacked on a penalty, an inadvertent penalty. They they called a kid for a horse collar tackle. Yeah, it was. That, gave, that was a terrible call. It yeah. gave Miami a big play. And 15 more yards. That led to yes. the field goal that put them ahead and won the game. Yeah. Yes, sir. That should have never occurred. Yep. But on the other side of it, the Jets' offense didn't look like they could score against a team for my development. Right. <laughs> you know, I live in a golf. You can imagine the guys in this development. <laughs> you get a picture of right. <laughs> Yeah, you get an idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. We could beat the Jets' offense. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the truth. And so they, that's got to straighten up. That's got to get better. So yep. when they come back, you know, get away, get away from football, get away, go somewhere, get out, go get, take a vacation, get away, go do something on your own, spend time with your family, 
But then when it's time to come back, you come back with really something in mind. I hope. In fact, I was trying. I was going to try to call him, but I, that I used to have a cell phone, and then I, I for some reason, it must have changed it. I was going to call Woody, Woody Johnson. I mean, I know him pretty good, and and I, I just in my own quiet way, I want him to hang in there. I don't want him to get frustrated with these guys, but I think he's got to let them know that next year, if I'm if I've got a caliber a playoff caliber defense, we better be in the damn playoffs. <laughs> because I mean, you take a look. Miami's up and down. Mm-hmm. It's the worst New England team I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, come on, you got you got to be in the playoffs. Yeah, this football team should be in. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's how I feel. And there's no no other way to look at it. So they they've got to. Uh, I don't want to give up on the quarterback, mm-hmm. but I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> because here's the thing that I think we have to find out. I'm not saying he is, but there's a possibility that this young man is a perfect example of the difference between the guys that play on Saturday mm. and, and the grown men that play on Sunday. Mm. That's the biggest mistake that pro scouts, pro coaches, that's the biggest mistake that they make. They see this guy that's a heck of a college football player and they don't quite realize, hey, guys, yeah, he's good. He's done a nice job. But that game they play on Saturday, that's not the one they play on Sunday, man. That's just yes, not sir. the same game. But on Sunday, the grown men play. Hmm. Is he? Does he fit that definition? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'll tell you the truth. I honestly don't know. I and don't you, know. Met, you, you met him, right, Coach? Yeah, sure. How, how did that go? I was unimpressed. Hmm. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll, I'll, tell you I'll tell you a story. Okay, and I don't want to be disrespectful to him. Uh, I, I was in practice and I went up because I was going to do some interviews with SNY and some of that stuff. And I was just sitting up there at, with the press and he came up, sat beside me and we started talking. And I don't know him and I certainly wasn't telling him what to do. And I, I watched him and I saw some inconsistency. I actually thought I saw a very good NFL practice. I was impressed. It was a good mm-hmm. practice. I mean, they, they, they were, I liked what the coaches were doing. I thought the head coach did a hell of a job. They they were working hard. Anyway, so I'm talking to this guy. And he said that he knew who I was because, you know, I used to coach teams there. And I said, well, you know, but I coached offense in Miami for a lot of my career. I said, Dan Marino was our quarterback. So I start telling him about things that Dan Marino did. I said, I have my cell phone. I said, I got his number right here. And then if I call him, which I, I said, and ask him, He'll tell you the two things that he did that he thought were the most valuable things that he worked on. I said, go, Dan Marino worked his butt off. Tell, trust me. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and, I, and I'm not telling this guy what to do at all. No, not, I'm, that's not who I am. But I'm talking about Marino. Right. Well, you'd have thought I was talking in Chinese. Oh, wow. Paid no attention to me. Hmm. I'll tell you the other end of the story. Hmm. When I went to New Orleans in 2017, I had been out of football. I'd been out for five years. I was working for ESPN and for SMY. And uh, I got a call from the Saints. I didn't know one person in the building. I never met Sean Payton. I didn't know anybody. I mean, I knew who Drew Brees was, but that's the only name I even knew. Well, they said they thought they could win the whole thing, but their special teams weren't very good. They wanted me to come in. I was halfway through the year. So I said, okay. They talked me into it. I said, all right. 
So when I went there, when I walked in there, they were ranked 31st. When I left, we were first. So hmm. I, I helped. I helped. <laughs> I helped them. Anyway, first day after my first practice, I'm sitting in my office. There's a knock on the door. I look up and there's Drew Brees. And Drew said to me, he said, Coach, my name's Drew Brees. I said, I, I think I know who you are. <laughs> and he said, would it be okay with you if I sat down and asked you a couple questions about Dan Marino? Wow. 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 <laughs> mm. He had a notebook with him <laughs> for three straight nights wow. for a half hour, 40 minutes. He came to my office and asked me about Marino and took notes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Get the story. We got it. Yeah. Because because those guys are cut <laughs> from a different cloth, right, Coach? Well, you know he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. It's yes, not, sir. It's not Bruce. even a question. He right. holds yep. every record. And he's yep. sitting there. I don't know him. I had, I had never met him. And he's sitting there talking to me and getting me to tell him all the different things that Marino did in practice, how he worked, what he did. Hmm. And he wrote it all down. And you know what? And he wasn't even a rookie at that time. He was already in the league a few years. Drew. Right. He, yes. he was in the last two years of his career. Right. And he's still asking Jeez. questions. And about 9 million <laughs> records he held. Oh, yep. that's amazing. He already won the Super yep. Bowl. He's been the most valuable player. Hmm. That's amazing. All he wanted to do was talk to me about Dan Marino, how he <laughs> practiced, the drills that he did. And I'm telling this other guy, and he's looking at me like I'm speaking in a foreign language. So <laughs> I think sometimes people have to grow up, and they got to learn that the grown men play on Sunday. And you're yes, either sir. one of them or you're not. That's it. There's no there's no gray area. You're either yes, in sir. or you're out. That's, amazing. That's an amazing story. Coach, I, I – um, today, I think the news came down that uh, the Jets did let uh, release of uh, let go of uh, their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. What do you think of this move? The Jets are doing that. Yes, I didn't know that. I yeah. You, I don't know if I would have done that. Um, I recommended before the season started to the head coach a couple of things. I just told him I said I hope that you guys can. And I bet he, he, he really didn't get it because <laughs> they didn't do it. Um, I, I always hate to see someone get fired, but yet at the same time, there's things he just didn't do and you can't keep doing it. It's like that old saying, you know, if you've always, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Well, he kept doing the same damn thing and he kept getting the same thing. Right. So I think probably at the end of the year when, they went down and faced the third string quarterback at Miami and lost a damn game. Nobody could score a touchdown. That, mm. made, that, that put the icing on the cake for them. Um, I think in some ways, it, I, I hate to see it happen, but it's, it sends a message to everybody that uh, we all got to pick our game up a little bit. And that, that I think is, uh, I, I, I don't, I hate to see, I, I would have liked to see him get another chance, but he would have had to make some big changes. Yes, sir. I would have I would have had to have a heart to heart talk with him. Uh he, he just didn't. I don't think he quite got it. Uh, hmm. you know, the two I was at the game. The two best players on the field that Sunday against Miami, two best players on the field were the two punters. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> not kidding you. I'm telling you, in my years as a coach, 
I don't think I ever saw two punters that, that had better games. Now, Tom Morstead's my guy. Yep. You know, he used to play for me, and he was great when he was with the Jets. That's my guy. Yep. Uh, he was incredible. Yeah. He, every time he punted, he did a great job. And, mm -hmm. and the guy for the Jets did just as well. Guy for the Jets did a great job. And, and so he's been bad all, all year, too, Coach. He's what? He's been bad all year, man. Uh, he, boy, maybe, maybe, maybe he saw me up in there. He got scared. I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come to more of our games. Uh, like. I'm only teasing. I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but he did. I thought he had a hell of a game. Yes. But uh, you don't want to be an offensive guy and your punter had the best day out there. That's not a good sign. Nope. <laughs> no, definitely not. You want your punter to do his job. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. But so that's, yeah, I think they got they got to make a good move there. I think that Jet football team is to a point now where they should know that they did not achieve up to their, to their ability. They didn't play up to their abilities. They're, they're a playoff caliber football team. Um, they've got to pick up their offensive line. They've got yes. to get the quarterback situation straightened out. Uh, I'm not, you hate to just give up on Wilson because there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of business side of it, money invested. Um, but this guy got to grow up after that, you know, when they moved him down and he made that, that stupid remark, you know, remember when they asked him about the, did he feel responsible and he no. Yes. Oh man, I'm telling you what, I might've cut him that night. <laughs> I'd have been so damn mad. Uh, yeah. This guy's got to grow up. Come on. He said, grown men play this game. It's not for kids. And this is a big business, tons of money. Yep. These guys are very fortunate and uh, it's a, the greatest game ever. Yep. And you're either in it or you're out of it. So either get in or get the hell out. The way I look at it, <laughs> we agree with we we agree on that, Coach. Uh, moving forward, um, you brought up Don Shula. Um, yes. Of course, everybody knows that name. Uh, can you give us a little bit of of what about this man made him the kind of what he was? Well, you could. I'll tell you what you could do. You tell the people to get on to go to Amazon. <laughs> you can buy the book, figure it out for twenty bucks and deliver it to your there house. You if you don't like the book, call me. I'll give your money back. I no, promise you, I'm, I'm willing to bet on myself. Oh, oh, oh! What you do is you figure it out, right? Oh, it's exactly right, <laughs> Coach. Coach Shula, um, first of all, was a uh, he was he just he worked so hard at learning and knowing every single part of the business. I mean, I wrote in a book that I didn't think he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He was the head coach of the National Football League. He wow. ran he ran the whole business. Wow. He was the boss. You know, he, he called plays from the sideline with no script. Top of his head. What? No script. He had it kept in his pocket. He, 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 was, he was a genius when it comes to this. He could walk into any meeting and take it over and coach it. Very few coaches could do that. Um, he was a good, honest man. There was no cheating with him. And he was tough as hell. He wanted to, people don't know he was such a gentleman, but he was a tough guy. Well, he, he wanted to beat the heck out of you. He was tough. And he just was a hard worker and a real disciplinarian. He had tremendous respect for the game and for the players. Um, I, I, it was a great experience for me. I was with him for a long, what, 12 years or so long time and I am it was just an honor for me to do that uh to be with him he was uh he could figure it out when when no one could figure it out he just was uh 
into it the whole time. It was a lot of a lot of fun to be around. He was tough. You know, when you first go to work for him, it was not for everybody because he was very demanding. You know, he'd come down the hall. You know, I'd be, I'd be thought, oh, please don't be coming after me, please. You know, don't, don't come to my <laughs> office. I wanted to get like, remember in a Seinfeld when George Costanza lived under his desk, you know, that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what yes. I used to, that's what I used to want to do when I heard him coming down the hall. <laughs> I wanted to get under there. But I, but he and I got along great. We, we I had a good relationship with him. We were very close. Uh, I had to earn it though. I had to earn it because you don't get anything for free with him. But uh, well, he really knew the game. He knew the officials. He knew the rules. He knew the situations. He knew the business. He knew television. He knew money. He knew people. He was a great, great, great coach and a, and a really good person to be around for a long time. Um, I'm very proud that I'll always be able to say uh, I was one of his guys. Mm. I'm the only, I received, I've got it on my desk here, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award given by the football writers. There's only a handful of coaches in the whole history that have it. And I have one. And I'm the only one of Don Shula's assistants that ever got anything like that. So that's pretty oh, wow. cool. So wow. he would have he would have been proud of that. <clears throat> that's awesome, Coach. He would have liked that. Coach, hey, you, Co you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just uh, one thing to add with Shula. I, I had to actually double back and look at this again, but he did coach for 33 seasons and he only had two losing seasons of those 33. Right. That's amazing. I when mean, I that's... was with him. I was with him. We averaged, uh, we averaged 10 wins a year. Yeah. We <laughs> won. We just won. Remember when he first got started, you know, he was a big running game guy with Larry Zonka and Jim Kick, mm -hmm. and, you know, and then all of a sudden he gets Dan Marino and he's breaking all the passing records. Right. <laughs> he it did whatever. Here's we see what he did. Just remember what I was just telling you. He made sure that, 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 that his menu was something that you could do and you liked. Mm, you know, yeah. So, you know, we went from being a running team, play action pass, no name defense, you know, uh, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, Mercury Morris, <coughs> to Dan Marino breaking all the passing records. Yeah. He he figured he just could whatever it took, he made sure we were doing what our guys could do. And then and then and then you really had to do it well. And you better practice for you better do it the right way. Or he was tough. Well, he mm -hmm. was tough. So it was it was it, I learned a lot from him. And uh, I I probably copied him a little bit i'd probably say i was kind of a miniature version of him i i learned so damn much from him that that's uh that, that i stole a lot of stuff i did i stole a lot of stuff <laughs> that that's a hell of a man to copy from coach that's, yeah that's the way I, that, 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 that's how i look at it that's how i look at it copy from the best <laughs> that's the way that's exactly right <laughs> nothing wrong with that <laughs> hey hey coach um through your years of coaching um special teams co players that you would uh, say that were Hall of Fame worthy. Who, yeah. Who's the guys that can come to mind? Well, first of all, you know the one that just bugs me, and he didn't play for me. Uh, I, I'm just a big believer that Steve Tasker should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, because Steve Tasker, he could he could wreck anything, any game you played, he could beat you. I mean, he was mm. he was really the real deal. But for me, I, I was fortunate. I, I had a really good group of guys, and I'll go back to with the, when I was at Miami. And I had Bernie Parmalee was one of the best hitters I ever saw. Larry Izzo that played oh. anyone up to with me and anyone up to New England. Uh, some guys like that. 
uh, that were really good players. And then, then when I was with the Jets, I had a whole crew. Uh, Chris Hayes, when I first got there, was one of my original guys. Uh, that was a lot of fun to be around. And then, of course, you know, when um, uh, some of the great uh, return guys that I had, you know, uh, Santana Moss, uh, O.J. McDuffie back with the Dolphins, and then um, Leon Washington, uh, Brad Smith, Joe McKnight, Justin Miller, and those guys all led the NFL. So they were great guys. Uh, Kenyatta Wright, I wrote a lot about him. He was a guy for the Jets. Mm -hmm. uh, he's one of the toughest guys I was ever around. I mean, Kenyatta Wright would hit you. He, he could, he was really tough. And then of course, uh, 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 we had uh, Eric Smith and James Ahidabo. Uh, I mean, like yeah. a, a lot of the rules that were changed in the league were changed because of stuff that we did. We were so damn tough. Wow. I mean, we just would knock you. Nobody wanted to play us. We'd knock your head off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we were just tough. And so those guys, I, I had quite a few. And um, I loved my time with all of them. I thought we played the game the right way, the way it was supposed to be played. But it, it, trust me, it did not resemble soccer when we played. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect yeah. to soccer. I know, definitely. Yeah. No, I know. no disrespect, but that's not the game we played. Now you get hit, you get hit, you will be getting carried off on one of those leaders like how, they do. I can't even believe that crap. How was it? How was it having Brad Smith on the team? Because Brad Smith did everything, right? He came, he everything. was quarterback in college, wide receiver, run it. I mean, how was it to have a player like that on the team? Oh, it's the greatest. You know, it started with me. When I went back with the Dolphins, I had Jim Jensen. Oh, I remember. He that. was similar. He was a very similar guy. Yep. And then we came, you know, I went out to, I went out to University of Missouri to work him out. Everybody in the campus was crying when he was leaving. I mean, the secretary, mm. they were, they loved him. He was a good man. And then we brought him in. You know, he's a guy that could be a quarterback. He could be a receiver. He could be a return guy. I mean, he mm. could do everything. He covered kicks. He made tackles. He made blocks. And, and he just was a <coughs> multi-dimensional guy that did everything. You know, some uh, you know, we had Tim Tebow for a short while, but Tim, Tim wasn't a football player like that. He just wasn't. Mm. And he really didn't throw very well. So he really wasn't a quarterback either, to tell you the truth. But then of course I was fortunate when I went to the Saints, I had Taysom Hill. Now mm. Taysom Hill is the go. real deal. Mm. Now he's a player. <laughs> He'll knock your head off. Yep. He yes. is good. He's a good player. And so, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that uh, Brad Smith did. He could do everything. Yeah, he led the league in kickoff returns. He yes, led sir. the league. He was so good. Yeah. I when we lost, when we started to lose guys like that, you know, I, I it was time for me to go. Uh, hmm. I just felt like we were we had kind of mismanaged the clock or the, the cap. And uh you know, when guys like that are all starting to leave our team, you know, when we've got a team that goes to back-to-back -back championship games and all of a sudden we don't even look like a team I recognize, um, it, it was time for me to get out of the business before I did something stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, was, that was enough. I'm like Tannenbaum. I, 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 I was frustrating. Hey, Coach, um, watching football now, um, do you see um, around the NFL players that uh, – that you know, that you like, that you love, um, that stand out to you um, name-wise, play-wise? Who are the question. guys that you love? Good question. You know, it's really tough for me because of the fact that the special teams have changed so dramatically. Mm. You, know, you just don't have the number of plays. 
So, yeah. you know, and you, a lot of times, you know, it used to be with us, every kickoff was returned. Now, you know, you're seeing a few more teams returned in this year, uh, but yet very few. There are still not very many. Um, I'll give you the number. I'll give you a good number. My first 30 years in the National Football League, okay? My first 30 years as a special teams coach. Um, not counting PATs and field goals. Not counting those plays, all right? I averaged 22 plays a game. 22. All right? Punts, tires, okay. When I went to the Saints, seven. I went from 22 to seven. Wow. That's it. What? Seven wow. plays. Now, I'm, see, I'm not counting a kickoff for a touchback. Man, right. I'm 75 years old. I can run down a damn field today for crying. <laughs> if, if I could get there, I could. Right, right. I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah. You just don't have the plays. So for me, sometimes, you know, uh, it, it just, I don't, I don't know all the guys. I don't see everything they do. I don't study the film, obviously. I, I don't have that just to watch television. And, you know, when you see so many non-plays, it's, mm. it's just hard. I love, um, you know, the, the guy that's with the Jets. Uh, oh, his name slipped me. How the hell can it slip me? Because my guy, he played for me with the Saints. Uh, oh. He's on their punt uh, team. Hardy. Hardy. Justin yeah, Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I had him at the Saints. He did a real good job for me, and he's still good. But, you know, you don't have that many plays. Yeah. It's a couple plays a game. And so it's very difficult for me to pick uh, guys like that when they when they have so few plays. Very difficult. Mm. I have a hard man. I'm sure it happens, but to be honest with you, they don't jump at me. Like like I used to be able, I used to be able to rattle them all off. Today, nah, I can't. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, coach, let me ask you something. When when during the game, uh, who who comes up with the let's let's try a fake punt here or a fake field goal attempt? Is that from you, the special teams coach, or is that from the head coach saying, uh, Mike, we need a you know we need a fake play here? You know, well who who makes those decisions? Can't tell you how it goes anywhere else. I don't know. With me, with me, uh, I did it all. Oh, you would call it you would every say, time. Oh. I never asked a head coach. Wow, including Sean, including Sean Payton. Wow, I ran those fakes. He never knew it. He used to look at me sometimes. <laughs> he used to say real quietly, "Say, Mike, you don't mind telling me what you're doing, do you?" <laughs> he knew. He knew that I would never recklessly call something. Mm. All the times I ever tried to fake in my entire career, only had one time that I failed. Mm. I got him every time because I knew if I would see in the way I told him, I said, Sean, you know, you're calling plays on offense. You've got Drew Brees. We've got a great offense. I said, when we're in a situation, you call a third down play. You're looking at it for a realm of success. I'm looking at it for a realm of failure. Because mm. if it fails right here, right now, I know that I've got the fake. I don't have time to discuss it with you i've got two mm -hmm. seconds wow so i'm not looking you're you're, you're not even thinking about what's going to happen at, for a fake because you're thinking this time you're, you're going to complete the pass i'm thinking mm. you're not going to complete the pass and that's when wow. i'm that's when i'm up to bat so I, I i did every single one my entire career wow that's amazing that's awesome and everybody trusted me because i never screwed it up so you must hey. have loved that call with the saints and the um and the Colts in the Super Bowl 
right? Yeah, when onside kick. kick. The only mistake they made, uh, they kicked it to the wrong guy. They kicked it to a, to a wide receiver. He should have caught it. Right. They, they should have kicked the next guy. But the good thing was they had the guts to do it at the right time. That's that 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 takes some guts. And Sean had the guts to make that call. Sean trusted me. You were, we were reading about it in the book. You, you'll see. He, he trusted me. Mm. <laughs> but I, I just I, I did. I called everything. I called every punt block. I called everything. No, nobody called anything for me my whole career. Even when I was with Coach Shula, he used to let me do it. First, you know, he'd be right there with me. But then after that, let me go. Hmm. That's and, awesome. It hey, Coach. I, I just know how to do it. But again, I, I don't, I'm not going to risk anything. You know, I, I, I'm going to be within the framework of the game and what's the right thing to do at the right time. It's very well thought of. Plus, you know, a lot of times, like I know, I remember, especially with the Jets, I used to call things. Then we'd go out on the field and it wasn't the exact right look and we'd check out. Mm. I, remember, I remember we went into a game, the first four times we had to punt, I called fakes. We didn't punt any of them. We, 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 we punted them all because they weren't in the exact look that I was hoping for. Right. So we just punted the ball. That's, that's what you have to do. So the only time, wow. you know, that was a fake that, uh, that didn't work, but I never called it was, you know, I, and I wrote about it in the book is with the jets when I had that Steve Weatherford. I remember him. Yeah. We he, remember he, him. I, 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 I told the media that I called those fakes. I lied. I, I never called it. Mm. He, he ran on his own. I cut him. I cut him. No, Mike didn't cut him. Rex didn't cut him. I cut him. Hmm. I cut him very simply because I couldn't stand him. <laughs> so, you know, me, like Bobby Nice said one time, you know, we, we don't always like each other. I couldn't right. stand the guy. So I cut him. Now, he went to the Giants and did a nice job. Right. right. But with us, every time I turned around, he, he did, you know, I just felt that he uh, he just choked. That's the way I look at him. I'm sorry. That's as, that's as honest as I can be. Right. Hey. We appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I I got I got one more question for you. Um, who's your Super Bowl pick for this year? <laughs> I picked <laughs> way way back when. Uh, I, I thought I, I believed that Kansas City or Buffalo would be the team, and um, I felt that they would end up playing San Francisco. Mm. So I'm going to still stick with that. Although Philadelphia, I think, is for real. But uh, I still see some holes, so I'm going to stick with. I'm kind of going to go San Francisco and Buffalo. I'm kind of rooting for Buffalo a little bit. I think you have to be now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, because of what took place. I love their quarterback. Um, I th- I feel for them that although with the young man that got you know that that, that had the, the uh, cardiac arrest the other day, I, I you have to give great credit to the medical staff. They were yes, tremendous. Sir. Absolutely, everything they did was a hundred percent right. And that young man was in the exact proper care. And and yep. another thing, you know, you can argue forever. I, I, I don't believe that that was football. Yeah, I think hmm. football exacerbated it. But, you know, you have to look at your heart. There's two parts to it. There's a muscular part and there's an electrical part. And at the exact nanosecond, which, which you maybe couldn't duplicate in 100 million years. Yes, sir. Right with that electrical circuit was interrupted, mm-hmm. maybe a contact or whatever it was, and um, and that young man went to cardiac arrest. And uh, if had he been in a lot of other places, uh, it might not have. It might have been a different result. But um, 
you know, God was looking down and uh, yeah. the medical people did a great job and, and he's fine. He, I, I believe, I, I don't know a hundred percent for sure, but I kind of believe that if he, if he's, if they find there's no pre-existing conditions, which I don't believe that they'll find, I, I don't think that existed. Uh, if he wants to play again, I think he'll be able to play. I agree. So too. And, and no matter what, whatever decision that's his to make, and I would respect it. Um, I don't believe that football is a sport where you go out and risk life and limb. Can you get banged mm. up? Yes. Yes. Any of us that played, I, I, I didn't make it in the NFL. I tried, but I wasn't good enough. But I was a good college player. So, yeah, I got banged around a lot. I mean, I have, you know, I, I've had enough concussions that I, I'm, I'm, I, I got two, two degrees. I can figure stuff out. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a tough sport. But yet everything is possible is being done to keep it as safe as possible. The equipment right. is the best. You know, the rules are, are very fair. You know, it hits to the head. They don't want that. And uh, this young man was, you know, a, a nanosecond time thing and, and, and it ended up with a cardiac arrest. And we're all so happy that it was handled so exceptionally well. And uh, they did the right thing. There was no way to play that game. You just move on, uh, you know, can debate forever what they're going to try to do to figure it out from now. But I'm happy for him. He's back home. Uh, he'll be with the team. And uh, it was a great, great ending to a, a tough, tough situation. Great ending. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Allen's. He went to Wyoming. I went to school out there. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm rooting for him. And so I'm a little bit for Buffalo. But I think San Francisco it's going to be pretty tough to beat. That's just what I, that's my opinion. I'm coach, with you, coach. That's me. That, that, that was my picks too. I am. I'm totally with you. No, yeah, we'll I, see. I, I had Buffalo Philly before the season started. So you, you had Philly, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm, they're, they're I'm, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, they're, doing, I'm, they're, they're a good team. Yeah, no, they are, but they, they're a little they're, talk about banged up. They, they get, they're coming in a little banged up. So. Yeah, they are. But uh, we'll see. But um, it's great. They've got the week off. So they get a chance to heal up a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> and that's a that's a thing I think they need. And then we're going to find out. You know, of course, it's you always have to give give your nod to Kansas City because it's pretty tough to beat Mahomes. That guy's yeah. really something. Yeah, he's he a is. player. And, yes, uh, so I think there's some good games. I'm looking forward to watching them. Yeah, uh, I think if there's if I I was trying to think the other day, I was we were talking by some friends about possible upsets. I mm. think Tampa could maybe upset Dallas. Yep. Yes, sir. I kind of believe it or not, I think the Giants have mm -hmm. a chance to upset Minnesota. You know what? Yeah. We were talking about that. We before. were just talking about that before. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Minnesota is not a good thing. You know, Giants can run the ball. They can run the yes. football. And Minnesota, and Minnesota is good. They don't stop the run. No. Yeah. Nope. I, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, I think Jacksonville might have a chance to beat uh, to beat the Chargers. Yeah, they're pretty similar teams. Yeah, they are like, similar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's going to be – and the Chargers are banged up. Yeah. They've got some yep. injuries, so that's kind of an interesting one. So, you know, who knows? I I, I don't know what's going to what's gonna happen. It's going to be, it'd be fun to watch, though. I'm looking forward to this weekend like we all are. But hopefully the Jets will take a look at themselves, make some correct decisions, get the players to walk away, but to realize that there were a lot of good things that happened but not enough to be where we should be. Yes, sir. Yep.
Yeah. And, and coach, um, like I said, I read some of your book and um, I, now I kind of understand why you were such a tough guy um, growing up with your siblings. Um, you was the, you was always the smallest guy in the room, but well, I was the you youngest. I, yeah. I started school when I was young. <laughs> so I was a year behind everybody. I mean, I grew pretty good. I was, I didn't have the natural ability like my father. My Dan Marino broke my father's city of Pittsburgh records. Only yes, Marino broke them. Dad held them all. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 unfortunately, instead of getting his body, I got my mother's. <laughs> so I had to work my ass off, you know. My my dad, he my my dad never even he, he never worked out. He never he even looked like Hercules. Man, all I did was work out. <laughs> I had a tougher road to hoe, but I grew up in a tough neighborhood. I learned how to fight, and and I was and and that and that's what I did. I just kept going, and and I figured it out, and I ended up being a pretty good player, and found a way to to. To make it work for me and it was a tremendous thing i had a ball i was very very fortunate in all the things that i dealt with in my life yes sir well from the small town of uh in pittsburgh to one of the best uh, uh coaches to ever coach in the nfl i think it is a hell of a life that you put together sir Thank um you. we are we appreciate you um I, especially your honesty, man. I gotta say, um, I really, I, I, that's something I hold, uh, pretty dear for, to me. Uh, when someone is that uh, honest, I think, I think that's a big thing that we're missing. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Uh, it's really, it was really fun having this conversation. Thank you so much, Coach. Uh, you guys do a good job. You have good questions. You have a good show. I, I was happy to be honest. So Thank try you. again appreciate sometime. Maybe we'll see what happens. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Okay, right. good night. Good night. Good night. Wow. Thank you so yeah. much, Coach. Appreciate that. That was a great conversation. We really Incredible. appreciate you jumping on with us. Um, wow. That was a lot of information. We learned a lot just talking to you for the few minutes we had you. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. awesome, man. That was great. I'm a little emotional right now because that it was that good and it was yeah. Wow. Um whew. okay. Yeah, man. Um, hey, we're real, <laughs> we're real football fans, by the way. That, yeah. That's how you know. Definitely. Um, yeah. It, it, like, it's not just a Jets thing. We 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 love this game, man. And and having a conversation with oh man, that guy <laughs> who's football. Like every every word, like everything about him is football, man. And, you know, it's just like just a genuine guy, too. too. It was awesome. Yeah. Whew. Uh, yep. All right. So, well, you know what? There's some games this weekend that we should talk about, I think. Yeah, um, we should. <laughs> um, all right. First up is um, the number seven Seattle Seahawks against the number two ranked, not ranked, but the number two seed San Francisco 49ers. Uh, San Fran's favored by nine and a half. Um, Purdy on this unbelievable run. I, I'm yeah. still, I, you still got to look at it and just be amazed at what he's yes. doing. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't I make mean, any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is a kid that was on the edge of the bench that nobody mentioned his name in the in the offseason. <laughs> There's no talk of him. Of course, who's going to talk about the, the Mr. Irrelevant? They call him right. that for a reason, no? Yeah. <laughs> But and apparently, this kid, <laughs> apparently this kid has swag, man. 
because uh, not only is has he, he he came in, not only he came he came in playing within himself and playing within the system, and you know, doing what you know, being you know, just being the guy that he's supposed to be. And now you kind of seen his personality coming out a little bit. You know what I mean? It, it's awesome to see it, man. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I hey, you know what? He keeps not turning that ball over, playing playing the way he is, and yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat that team because we know what the other side of the ball bring yeah. uh, every game. And they're loaded. I mean, the 49ers yeah. are just a loaded team oh, man. top to bottom. I I don't see this game even being close. To be honest, I think San Fran wins by a couple of scores easy. Yes, sir. I'm um, I'm with you. Those are <laughs> that's my Super Bowl pick, so I got to stay here anyway. <laughs> yes, and we know. Coach, that's coach's uh, pick too. So, um, next game uh, Saturday night, we got the LA Chargers, the number five seed at the number four seed, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, worst to first, basically, right? Yes. Worst team in the league to now a division champ. I know it's the AFC South, right? So we can't really <laughs> be that impressed, but I still think it's impressive, man. Nine. It's and something. Yeah. I it's something. It's something. Yeah, I, I mean, what what are you gonna say? Uh, <laughs> you can't take that away from them. No, twenty twenty two, AFC South champions. That's <laughs> what they are. You can't take that away from them. So, um, hey, listen, their quarterback took a huge step forward. Uh, I was reading his stats earlier. He, oh. he had over yeah over four thousand yards throwing. He was like averaging almost seventy yards, seventy percent completion <laughs> percentage for the season. Uh, come on, man! You have a quarterback that could ball on that level. Uh, your game—the game is definitely going to be raised. Um, he definitely raised the game for that team. And when they played us, um, we saw a glimpse of what he is. But, but also, we kind of have to appreciate uh, uh, Peterson's game. Um, their coach has done a really good job in not only demanding and bringing the best out of his quarterback, but also bringing the best out of most of his of not most, all of his players, because I remember hearing about those signings and I'm like, what are you doing? Guess what? They knew exactly what they were doing because these guys kind of, kind of, uh, they kind of uh, play off each other. Um, uh, if for speed for speed, one of the uh, fastest offenses in the NFL. Um, the problem is there's times that he kind of just mellows out, misses a few throws here and there and kind of costs them. Against the Chargers, they can't do that. If they do, the Chargers quarterback will not let you. Uh, you you know you don't want to keep giving that guy the ball. You're, yeah. you're gonna pay it. You're gonna pay a price for that. Yeah, definitely. And the Chargers are coming in banged up, but yeah. So th- this one should be a good. This one should be a close match. Um, I don't know. I I could go either way on this one. I'll be honest. Um, I think you know what um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm join you there. Um, yeah. I think I think the thing that worries me about it's not their talent because I know they're talented. The thing I worry about Jacksonville is like they go into these slumps during games that kind of worries yeah. me. And uh, I think the the Chargers are a little bit more consistent on that level. Um, so we yeah, that. we actually seen that yeah. slump in that game against uh, Tennessee for the division. Yes, sir. Right? yes, sir. Offense yep. just went to sleep if it wasn't for the. <laughs> The defensive score at the end. Um, all right. Uh, Sunday, the first game on Sunday at one o'clock is the seven seed Miami traveling to Buffalo. 
<laughs> the two seed. Um, I don't know. Um, if if Buff if Miami had Tua, maybe I would give them a chance. But come on, yeah, they're injured. They they bank. <laughs> they, I mean, they missed it. Well, we were just reading off their injury list. The amount of guys I haven't practiced this week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, so, and and Skylar Thompson, man. I mean, he he has some talent, but he to me he plays scared um, mm-hmm. at times, and when that happens, I think he kind of you know kind of brings the whole team down. So they do they're very uh, talented on defense, especially up front. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. The quarterback is not in the game, so I don't think uh, they haven't shown me enough that I would bet against the Bills on this game. I can't. No. they Would they score nine points against us this past yeah. week? And now they got to go to Buffalo and deal with that. And we know, and we found out today, Hamler was uh, was released from the hospital in Buffalo. So he's home. Can you imagine if he hmm. shows up at that game or if he, or if they put him up on the video screen or something? Oh, Lord have mercy. Oof, man. I, yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for Miami. It's going to be one of those games. Uh I mean, we I see, gotta, I yeah, see. I gotta mention before before we move forward, before I forget, because you know how things just stick through my head. Um, when they drafted, when they traded for um the kid that returned the two touchdowns last week, oh Hines from the Colts, uh, right? Yeah, I instantly thought that was a hell of a move, and because watching him on the Colts, a lot of a lot of, most of the explosive plays that happened when he was on the Colts, he did them. So you're taking that kind of energy and you're inserting it, in, inserting it in a, into a team that has uh, Josh Allen and has uh, Diggs, and you just add in a, a, another dimension to an already very dangerous team. And in my opinion, now you just gotta you just got another guy to watch out for. Um, Buffalo is gonna be a problem, man. Yeah. They stay healthy, and I think I think again they they need to not forget about the running game. They cannot abandon the running game. If Buffalo is able to run the ball efficiently in this playoffs, there is not a lot of teams that could hang with them. We know this. We know this because you, the only team in the, there's a, there's one team in the AFC right now that could, that could run the ball when you, when we're talking about the upper echelon of teams, right? The only other team that could run the ball like, the Buffalo Bills can, if they do, is the is the Cincinnati Bengals because we because listen, the Chiefs they don't like to run the ball. Either they don't like they like to run the ball, or they they just don't have the trust in their running game like they do, and they depend solely on the magician himself, Patrick Mahomes, to take them. And most of the time he does, so you can't really complain about that. Right. But I, this team is incredibly dangerous when they could run the ball because you just know for sure that at some point, multiple points in that game, Josh Allen is going to Josh Allen. And, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just don't see there's going to be a problem for them against Miami because I'm, I think Miami is, has fallen to a place where I, don't, I just don't think they could pick themselves up out of. Well, I, I think that what this week is going to set up is next week, if Buffalo wins... And if Cincinnati wins their game, they play each other next week. 
And that's going to yeah. be a rematch Woo. from, of course, the faithful Monday night game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last yes, week. sir. So, yeah, which we never got to see. Yeah. And we will get a chance to see it in, as we say, prime time in the playoffs. So that's going to be interesting. Um, yep. The other, uh, the middle Sunday night game, uh, Sunday game at 4.30, you got uh, the Giants coming in as, coming in as the sixth seed, traveling to Minnesota, who's the three seed, 13 and four, had a good season, uh, you know, <laughs> record 13 and four but, is not a good uh, season. Yeah. It's it a great like ass a, season. If you came, if you came from, if you came from space and somebody told you somebody was 13 and four, <laughs> like this guy must be, this this team must be the bee's knees. But yeah, they're not. Great. <laughs> but they're not. No. <laughs> Frauds. <laughs> uh, there's a good chance of an upset here, I think. Yes, sir. And Giants almost beat them the first time, right on Christmas Eve. So because because the Giants could play defense, yeah. And the guy, the, they're hard nosed and they play, they play a whole football game. They play from the moment they get off the bus to the end of the game. They it it that's how they play. They're well coached. Um, man, Dable has done a hell of a job with that team, man. Yeah. Because we're talking about. Some guys, I mean, guys are walking up to me, Giants fans, and, and in Millicent, we don't have any wide receivers. Uh, yeah, but you're <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Um, this guy has done a hell of a job. I got to give uh, my hat out to um, Daniel Jones because I think he's been consistently, he's been consistent enough. Yep. He's done exactly what they've needed him to do. He's protected the football, and his athleticism has helped them give give them a different dimension, another dimension to their offense. Um, Saquon Barkley, of course, we know how the hell of a season. Um, and like I said, I think I think what matters most is not going to be their offense. It's it's and of course they could kill the crap out of that 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 Vikings defense because they for most part of the season. That defense has not been there. They're they're uh, Swiss cheese. That's what they are. They they that's all. They just they just have holes all over the place, and you could score at the the what uh what kind of regulates things that when you play that team is their offense. And if they're going off, right? And and you know Kirk Cousins is throwing a million is throwing all over the place, and Jefferson is going off. You got problems. Because you gotta catch up with that machine, but if they're not, yeah, they they fall straight on their face. Yeah. And and how many times did they lose by forty some points? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost all the all the times they lost every yeah. last game they lost this season. They lost. They scored in one. They had one score, and the other team had forty some points. And they also that, had some weird wins, right? The Buffalo game, remember? Oh yeah, um, at Buffalo, that was a strange. I mean, the Justin Jefferson great catch. And then yeah. there was the fumble on the the goal. It was so crazy. Yep. Um, and then they then they won the the uh, the game on uh, Thanksgiving, where they had to come back. Right? Was that on Thanksgiving? The yeah, against the Colts. Yeah. Yep. Was that Thanksgiving? Yeah, by come back. Yeah, I think it was Thanksgiving. Come back from thirty three pounds points down. Yeah. Why are you down to? Why are you down <laughs> at by thirty three at home at over. home to one of the worst teams in the NFL? <laughs> right. What is going on? And this is the reason why we have no faith in this team. No. You know, and 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 I just I cannot <laughs> with any with good conscience bet on the Vikings right now because I just can't oh. see it. Now they could prove me totally wrong, 
but I believe in hard-nosed football, and the Giants bring it. Yep. And I will bet on the Giants here. I, I'll bet the Giants could yeah. suffocate that offense and and just bring enough hard-nosed football to, like, edge them out. Um, to finish off Sunday night, because we actually have a Monday night playoff game, which is strange, but to finish off Sunday Very night, strange. Uh, Baltimore comes in as the sixth seed, traveling to Cincinnati. That's going to be another tough place to play. And mm. Baltimore's got no Lamar Jackson. And I think they got no Huntley either. They're back up. So I think it's um, – is it Anthony Brown as the quarterback this week? Because that's who he was. Incredible. And he didn't look yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see them having a shot against Cincy this week. No, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> that. That I will say that the Ravens defense has, from what they were last year, they've grown to something. They were kind of back to what they were before. Um they're 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 starting up the middle up front. Of course, they just signed Roquan Smith, that massive hundred million dollar contract. Hey, off ball linebacker, yeah, he's one of the best in the NFL, hands down. Yep. Uh, is that where you should be spending money right now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's true that since he's been on the team, that defense has played way better because I think we've been we pointed out a million times how bad the line the linebacker play was. For the Ravens, you know, and you're the legendary Ravens. You've always had great linebackers, so you got to keep it up, right? Yeah. Uh, but I just don't see them being able to ball with Cincinnati, who is who has been hot all season. Um, and especially at the end of the season here, the last seven games at least, they've really, really right rose their their game, especially on defense. They they've come they um. The defense was what kind of carried them last year, right? And you've seen that now. You've seen that pass rush come back. You've seen that coverage come back. Um, so you, we know what uh, Joe Burrow could do. We know what those wide receivers could do. But that defense, I think, is the game changer here. And I, I, I bet Cincinnati wins that game. Yeah, I think so. Sets up, like I said, Buffalo against Cincy next week. That's going to be amazing. Um, and then to finish off the uh, – the weekend on Monday night, you got Dallas coming in as the five seed at Tampa as the four seed. Dallas is actually coming in as the favorite, two and a half point favorite. Um, so this is a good chance for a, an upset, too, I think, with Tampa and Tom Brady. Does Tom Brady want to go out like, you know, with a loss in, <laughs> in the first round of, in a wild card? I don't think so. So um, they're only eight and nine this year. That a not a great season for them. But uh, Dallas didn't look good last week either. No. <laughs> Why? Why would it that won. be the time you choose to play like that? Right. <laughs> I don't understand. It, wouldn't that be where, when you would be sharpening your sword? You were about to go to war. You're sharpening your sword, right? I, I, do, I just... Dallas... The Dallas Cowboys, to me, at some point, somebody needs to run some kind of scientific study to... <laughs> because I just don't get it. I don't. And... It doesn't matter which coach. It doesn't matter which player. It they always come up small. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And 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 you can't tell me that you don't feel that that there's there's that there's a a big uh, there's a chance a a huge chance that the that the Buccaneers beat them. You can't tell me that because Dak Prescott, as good as he could be, 
you he has proven all season since he's come back from injury. I think he's thrown one interception in almost in all every game that he's played. You don't want to give Tom Brady that many chances, man. No. You don't want to do that. And the one thing about the Bucks that they could do, they could still play defense. Now, is it the correct day? Because it, it, it sometimes it looks like the wind has to be blowing a specific direction for them to play good defense. <laughs> That's what they do right. for the whole season. They'll play three or four games where they look like they're – I mean, you, you know how talented those guys have. They have great players up front, linebackers, corners, safeties, right? And then they play small. And then they'll wake up on a Sunday sometime and they'll and they'll rise to the occasion and play like this the defense we know they are. I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on down there. Um so I don't know what which Buccaneer defense the defensive team will show up. I have no idea. But the one thing I know for sure is this smells like the Cowboys playing small again. It just smells like it right now. So even if I really don't want to, I'm a bet. I'm a bet Buccaneers on this. Yeah, it's probably going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be a very pretty game. But I think, yeah, Tampa Bay being at home, Tom Brady, uh, they definitely got a, a good chance of winning this game. Because da- I don't I don't know. I just don't know about Dallas. You know, after last week, they lost to a third string, making his first start of the season. Incredible. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that team. There's enough talent there to win games, especially to get into the play. They're in the playoffs, but you know what? Eventually they got to take that next step. And we have not seen that from Dak, from Dak yet is take that next step. He's been good, but we want to see him take that next step to get to the championship game, to get to the Super Bowl, to get into that, you know, upper tier wide uh, quarterbacks, you know, elite quarterbacks. And he's just not there. I don't know. He's always falling short. Um, listen, before we go, we, we didn't talk about, we did a little bit with um, with Coach earlier, but what did you think of LaFleur getting fired? First he was getting fired, then he wasn't. Now he now he, it looks like it's official. Um, they said that they were going to keep him, but then they heard that other teams are interested in him, so they said you could go, <laughs> you could go on those interviews. I mean – what what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my feelings were that he really did not do his job well. Um, I think he failed on many fronts as the offensive coordinator. Of course, um, I was I was in agreement that he should be brought back. But like uh, Robert Salah said in his last interview um, with the with the press, he said, that he would be willing to bring a replacement of of Greg Knapp, which unfortunately, tragically, the was uh, died in an accident, and that was their plan. Their plan was to have Knapp as part of their offensive team, um, and he was not, of course, you know, he wasn't around, so they never replaced him, and. He said going forward that he would replace that position. And I thought they were going to replace that position and then that would help uh, LaFleur. But if you go, you went into the offseason and really sat down and evaluated him and the front office felt like they could do better and they didn't feel like they had the time 
to wait until he grows into the best of himself. I mean, I don't blame them. I can't, I can't really be mad or, or, you know, disagree with that move at all. In my opinion, I think, I think that's just how they, you know, that's how they feel. You know, you cannot, you, I, I always say if, if a team, once you evaluate a player, I I'm hoping and praying that this wasn't something that was forced. Right. Um, I, I, I hope that was like with great care, they went, they evaluated him and they felt like this, he just cannot take them where they, where he needs, where they need to go. And we, and let's be real. I know it's the talking point of the day for Jets fans now, but you have to make the playoffs next year. Yep. And I think coach yep. said it best. This is a playoff caliber team. If you cannot make the playoffs twice in a row with a playoff caliber team, you need to get fired. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And what, 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 what I'm thinking about is like, what are they going to do now? Like, what are they going to, what are they looking for? For me, it better not be. And we said it before the show, it can't be a first year offensive coordinator. It can't be, it has to be yeah. a veteran, you know, a guy that's been doing it for a few years. Like, yes, has to be a name guy. As soon as he's hired, he was like, perfect. It can't be a guy like who, who are we talking about? It's, it's gotta be somebody with, some kind of experience and good experience <laughs> to, to boot and somebody who's had experience developing a young quarterback. Cause that's if, and that's the other question, are they going to go on with, with Zach Wilson? Hmm. I, would, I mean, I think we talked about it too. They're going to bring in a veteran quarterback for yeah. sure to, yeah. you know, to compete with him. That's a no, that's a no brainer. They can't bring back, you know, Flacco again, being a statue and all that stuff. <laughs> but um yeah, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's listen, it's already it was already going to be a busy offseason for us. This just kind of added to it. Um, we know all our holes. We're going to get into it uh, when we uh, when we go over the season, you know, and give her our review of the season. And then we'll give a preview of the offseason that we're going to have, which is going to be very busy uh, to fill a lot of holes. So um, that's going to come in a few weeks after the Super Bowl. But until then. Man, this was a great show, man. This was probably yes, a fun, best one. Oh. I, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> I, I and and you know we you know we love our guys, man. We love Andrew. We love Joe. Yeah. Oh, we love. But but man, they got to take a back. They got to step. They got to step back. <laughs> this this was this got to be it. This this was yeah. it, man, for us. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely, and remember uh, to look for Coach's book. Figure it out wherever you find your books, Amazon or Barnes and Noble. I'm sure they got it. Definitely look it up. It's a yes. great book. Great information. Great book. Man. Yes. Um, definitely look for it, man. Um, and uh, I guess that's it. Um, we uh, enjoy the enjoy the games. Um, I think I'm done. Enjoy the games this weekend. <laughs> and we will, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.